Hey, welcome to Christina Unfiltered, and I'm recording this episode because you might have seen my other episodes or listened talking about how I'm bi, how I knew I was bi, anything like that. Well, I'm also Catholic, and Catholic is is the denomination that people view probably as the most strict. Eastern Orthodox is probably the most traditional one because it was the first it was just the first church and then it branched off to catholic and then there were the protestants who kind of go less from the bible combine more world views i hope that doesn't offend anyone but it's just the truth but i want to record this to fix some misconceptions because if you are someone who's attracted to the same sex as you there's i just wanted to tell you guys that one of the most uh, worldly conservative groups catholics and christians we love you just the same as somebody who's attracted to the other sex we don't see you as differently than than someone who's straight and i'm going to tell you why in this episode okay so i've been catholic all my life and i love the denomination because we go directly from the bible and i think the reason that the message and the belief and the saints have gotten convoluted in the messaging is because hmm, i actually had a reason but actually now i'm not so sure Oh, I know. It's because people are starting to go off of the Bible, but the Bible directly says to love your neighbor no matter who they are. But to go back to specifically what Catholics say, I've probably watched a hundred plus hours of sermons or listened to Catholic sermons at service and just listened to theologians and priests like all around the world and pope francis and what they say about same-sex attraction and all that and it's just a definitive belief that even starting with pope francis like the leader of all the catholics he says a parent should never shame their child for who they're attracted to so that's just what the ultimate catholic view is and now when you're branching off to what individual priests have said to interpret the bible and explain the church beliefs is that one uh, theologian i'd listened to had said that it completely makes sense that people would be attracted to the same sex like there's nothing wrong with the attraction because so god made people to be attractive he made us in his image and likeness and god is considered perfect so it only makes sense that you'd be attracted to people in general secondly catholics don't view people for what they are so rather than see someone as that's a straight person that's a gay person that's a bisexual that's an asexual we see people as a son of God or a daughter of God and that's why the person should be loved and is considered perfect because God considers all of us perfect and blameless and this might be 
something that you don't expect the way I'm talking right now because of the concept of sins, but I'm going to explain that as well and why that doesn't affect how we view people that are gay and anything of the sort. And I'll just say like some of my Catholic friends that have that have known even more about religion than me are also gay and bi and so that's just like a little snippet into what church is actually like there's really no judgment for that i've never seen anybody looked differently i find church to be very accepting i've gone to a service once where they say like oh welcome we're just a bunch of broken people that have healed you know it's like no matter what you've gone through your background like you're accepted when you go that's just my experience and i've been to so many churches and so anyway back to why everyone is loved the same way and not judged uh another priest that i love named father mike schmitz he's just an amazing catholic priest and he's taught me a lot about the denomination and christianity in general and so oh he was the one who said that basically the word tolerant is kind of demeaning because in the church we don't tolerate gay people people who are gay are just one of us like there's no separation so like just because the world is saying oh it's tolerated that's actually turning it more negative than how religion views humans like all the same and all equal different roles of the man and woman but equal and when i say different roles it's just like the divine feminine and the divine masculine energy is what i mean by that so anyway yes so i think that that can give you guys a general sense of how it's accepted and then i can go into maybe why people will use the concept of sinning to not completely understand and think that they wouldn't be accepted by a christian or a catholic and so i'll just say when my like once i started talking about what god has done for me in christianity and catholicism like the miracles that have happened i've had a friend or two say like oh do you like accept me christina like do you still love me and i said of course i do like i've dated girls before i'm not gonna judge people for how they live and that's a huge part of being a christian you don't judge others like judging others is a sin you just try to be the best that you can be and that's what you focus on like you glorify god and you try to help others when they're down so that's just another misconception because if you've ever felt judged by a christian then clearly they're struggling with the sin of judgment because actually if you want to hear a little inside scoop that's discussed in revelation which is the last section of the bible if you're a believer you do end up so if you 
are someone that believes directly from the word of God in the Bible, you'll see that there is something called the end times where uh, it's just like the end of the world, okay? And one of the trials during it is that believers get to... So you know how they how it's common knowledge that after you pass away, God will judge you and say whether you go to heaven or hell, okay? But honestly, to make it so simple, if you believe in Jesus and that he died on the cross so that we could be forgiven for our sins no matter what we do, then you go to heaven because here, I'll just explain this quickly because I think it's really important. So actually, no, I'm going to say it later because I do want to stick to the topic. And just so one of the last trials and judgments that occur at the end times is that believers will judge angels. And the theologians I've studied from say we judge fallen angels and whether they should be in heaven or hell. And like what that means is Satan is a fallen angel because he used to be an angel. But since he sinned so badly with pride and got jealous of God and wanted to be as powerful as him, now he like spends his time trying to make people confused about God's word. So you could say that a piece of or a big aspect actually of why why the world could be confused and say that Catholics don't love or accept or like appreciate the LGBTQ community is because it's what Satan is trying to tell people to try to make them scared religion and just completely avoid it or avoid Christians in general. But like, I don't know anybody more accepting than my Christian friends. And like I said, if you have had a bad experience with a Christian and you're like gay or transgender, then it's because that Christian was dealing with the sin of not loving their neighbor, which is the most important commandment besides loving God. You love God, and then and then Jesus said one of the most important commandments at all is to love others as you love yourself. And so see, it just it completely contradicts the word of God and what we believe in to say otherwise so i just really want to make you guys this just to show that there's another group of people that do love and accept you and will advocate you to any parents that say anything differently okay so now on to sins and for you to completely understand the viewpoint on each sin i should explain to you why even exists so God didn't create the concept of sins to punish us or make us feel bad or to create rules. The sins were listed in the Bible because God created the world and he knows what would hurt us and what would cause us emotional and physical harm. So the sins that he lists are to protect us from harm. Like the original sin when Adam and Eve went and ate the forbidden fruit was because he didn't want them to have the knowledge that would cause them to see you know good and 
I forget exactly what it was now, but you know, once they ate the apple, they were able to see more and then they were embarrassed to be naked, you know? So like before they were pure and didn't have to feel any negative feelings, but then once they did disobey, uh, and they were even given the ability to, to disobey because God wants us to have free will, even if that means sinning, like he wants us to be free. And that's why if you're a Catholic or a Christian, you're allowed to sin because God expects it of us. Like if we were created from Adam and Eve, it's only normal to him that we also would have these things that were struggled with called temptations. And so if people were to sin in any way, they would just, okay, let me go into specifics more now. So I want to say this first. So one sin is having premarital sex, okay? And so that's a sin for no matter who or what you like are attracted to. Anyone who like everyone is discouraged from having premarital sex and once i did my little experiment with my friend who's not religious at all but she was just having like a celibate phase as long as she wanted so then i did it i could see why advice to made to protect us emotionally and physically would involve refraining from having sex unless you're in the marriage because I just think about how much emotional turbulence has been caused by like friends with benefits and all of that and then you can think of the physical effects like God says that sin when you do it over and over will lead to death and so just think about it with casual sex before people created condoms STDs did kill people so that's a big reason of why it's discouraged because either it'll kill your soul which is like what it says in the bible but I think that it just actually also kills you too and just like you're not supposed to be addicted to things because addiction does kill people do you see what I mean so it truly is just to protect us and what sins are is just too much of a good thing. So God created all these things for us to joy, enjoy in life, such as sex with the person that you're in love with in a marriage covenant, not a contract, a covenant, because a covenant has unconditional love and it was made to connect the husband and wife and to give them a deeper bond and to join two people into one so the husband lays down his life for the wife the way that jesus sacrificed himself for the church so jesus literally died for the church so that's how the husband is described and then the wife submits to the husband and women are like at first put off by that but just what it means is that the man leads and i think that that is what people are attracted to women are attracted to the providers that you know that leads them in life and someone that loves you and is the person you're supposed to marry is only going to lead you into what's good for you and if it's not 
of course the wife has say in it so that's all that means and so the reason that premarital sex would be a sin is because it's too much of a good thing or a good thing used improperly so and that will always be considered what satan is causing so a lot of what the world says is something that christians see as satan corrupting and so people are getting attached to the wrong people one of the important passages of the bible says so a woman is not to have sex with a man before she's married to him because what happens to her if she is to have sex with him and then he leaves her like see the justification is literally like emotional harm so just think of it like a father that is caring for their children because that is what god is like once you're a believer god adopts you and you're a child of god and he forgives you for anything just as the way that a healthy parent who gives you unconditional love would okay so that's the sin of premarital sex and now on to homosexuality and sex and marriage and intimacy and all of that so the same-sex attraction isn't considered a catholic sin but having uh and see so a lot of young catholics don't believe this so i won't say that everyone believes it and i hope i don't like upset anyone because i'm actually not going to include my own beliefs in this i'm just going to say like true catholic doctrine uh so anyway uh you guys know i accept you and don't think there's anything wrong with you no matter what like that's just how i am but anyway uh it's like i don't let a denomination or a religion dictate who i am or who i spend my time with i leave that up to what god tells me myself when i pray and i think that that's how it should be like ultimately you ask god what's right for you and he'll tell you what's right for you and at the core of it it's better to listen but you again don't have to and you're not really punished you just either try again or you just kind of separate from him a little when you disobey so anyway so it is considered a sin to have homosexual sex like you know just with the same sex and see i don't judge anyone because to expose myself which you guys aren't surprised due to my history like i have had that with a girl before and uh it's just it's just something that i've done and so it is a sin the way that premarital sex is and so i so the bible says all these different things okay and so my agnostic friend was asking me about the different denominations and how i was just explaining to him how the protestant denominations because remember you're either like um well they don't consider themselves a denomination but the major sectors are eastern orthodox and then catholic is the 
most prevalent denomination and then the other end of the people that aren't either one are going to be protestants and i know for example like episcopalians specifically are extremely accepting of every aspect of homosexuality so there's really like a christian denomination for anyone and it's just because catholics go right from the bible and my friend said like so like if the bible is the word of god and the word of god says that like homosexual homosexual sex is a sin then why would the other denominations not agree with the bible and so that's just that's just the differences in the denominations just to clarify and my own spirit has said this to me so when i say that it's because when we were born god has given us the holy spirit so once you channel it and say like god uh fill me with the spirit uh that's synonymous really with your intuition and instinct but once you channel it like religiously the voice will be much louder to you and my spirit has never led me wrong like when i've listened to it no matter what it's told me even if it hasn't made sense and so that's considered like how god communicates with you and for me i had a i referenced this class that i took all the time so in my human sexual behavior class i took in college i learned a lot about sex and anal sex and versus vaginal sex and all that and some of it i even had to do my own research on it just to confirm and make sure that what i was learning was accurate and one of the aspects that really stuck out to me was <laughs> not to be weird but anal sex because there was a unit on STDs and it was just talking about like it, you could tell that the slide was nervous to say this but it was talking about why when there was like the HIV and AIDS epidemic why was it more prevalent in the gay community and again I'm not saying there's anything wrong with gay people, okay? I'm just saying the statistics and how medicine and medical experts, doctors have explained it. It's because just factually, STDs are more easily to be transmitted through anal sex and especially HIV. So say you have vaginal sex with someone with HIV, somehow that is it like is less likely to get it for some reason, for whatever reason through the butt, it is so much easier to catch it. So that's why, unfortunately, that community, when they had unprotected sex, they like sadly would get harmed. And so I believe based on what my spirit has told me that that is like one of the reasons why it's a sin because like i was telling you guys before stds i believe like casual sex is a sin to protect us from death of stds and i think that specifically homosexual sex and it's specifically stated as sodomy 
in the Bible. So even sex for women in the butt like isn't condoned. It's it's discouraged and I can understand why now because like a woman can catch these STDs also more easily through anal sex and that applies too with gonorrhea and the other specific STDs as well if you want to look into it but those are the ones that I'm aware about and I truly just think it's for protection and say you are someone who even hearing this I hope it doesn't hurt you because it's not personal it's just something that's stated and remember that it doesn't impact the love others do and should feel for you and how much they should accept you because again God sees us as perfect and blameless no matter how much we sin okay so anyway uh, where was I so say you're someone who has homosexual sex has if you're a girl who does anal sex anything like that that's not like a worse sin than anything else that's seen so like what are the sins saying saying the lord's name in vain which is you know saying not oh my gosh but the other one another sin is gluttony and that can be like watching too much netflix because like i think that gluttony protects us of too much of a bad thing you start to say like what even is the meaning of my own life gluttony is eating too much of your favorite food that might not be healthy for you and so having like so doing the sin of gluttony and doing the sin of like homosexual sex it's seen as the same way just because you commit gluttony doesn't mean anybody hates you nobody should be looking at you for your sins because all humans no matter how perfect no matter if it's pope francis a priest or someone like me we're all gonna sin because of what's called temptation and we're just humans we're drawn to sin and temptation because of how appealing satan makes it look because he'll use the bible but he'll twist it in the bible in genesis he said to eve because god said you can eat anything here but don't eat from this tree and satan which had come as a serpent said oh are you sure god doesn't want you to eat from it because god wants good for you and when you eat this fruit then you'll see you'll have more knowledge and so it's true but he didn't explain that the knowledge would cause emotional anguish you see what i mean so that's just a little bit of insight on sinning and just to break some misconceptions that will hurt people's feelings and probably make them feel like garbage if i believed these myths and untruths i would feel horrible and I would want nothing to do with religion. And so that's just a little bit on that. Thank you so much for listening. And I really hope that this has helped somebody, especially coming from someone who's been involved 
in these acts. And just to finish off, I'll just say, if you ever want to like pray to God, anything like that, if you're an atheist, or if you're starting to feel inside, like say you had a hookup, you regret, it's like that voice that hears that you're a slut, anything like that, it's not God, it's not people, it's it's Satan. Satan and the devil and all that is named, both called the roaring lion because of how loud his accusations are to make you feel bad about yourself. And also, he's called the accuser. So he'll be accusing you, and that's what's making you feel bad inside when you do these things as well. So when that happens, and if one day you regret it and you wish you didn't do it, you just say, Heavenly Father, I confess the sin of blank, and I rebuke the sin of blank. And they say that when you do that, you're washed with Jesus' blood as white as snow and God, and you don't need to apologize one more time or feel any sort of guilty. God looks at you as if you never sinned in the first place. And every time you sin and apologize for it, your grace increases. And it's a little bit too difficult for me to explain that, but that just means oh, it's really too hard for me to explain. And I only want to say things that I know are completely accurate. Accurate, You know, might know that about me. So I want to say one more really important thing about heaven and hell since I've had a friend ask it to me. And I know a lot of people wonder why, like, why can't just good people go to heaven? Why does it have to be that you believe in Jesus to go to heaven? And the reason the Bible says is because the default post-death is going to hell and people only go to heaven because Jesus sacrificed himself on the cross because so what it was in the Old Testament and what it was before more recent times for the New Testament people to be forgiven for their sins they used to have to take a lamb and take care of the lamb in their home for a week and then once that is over they had to sacrifice the lamb and if you wanted to be forgiven for your sins that's what you did and so the blood is what like to show what you put on the line for sinning is why sacrifice occurs and so it's the blood that washes you clean of acts that had hurt you and so once Jesus listened to God and allowed him to himself to be killed he like his blood now is what cleans all of us so we no longer have to sacrifice anything on our own when it comes to like having to kill an animal after loving it and caring for it for a week now we just love christ we appreciate that he did this for us that he suffered and was humiliated and the people who he who had killed him and anyone who hurt him wanted to capture him imprison him he said to god father please forgive them because they don't know what they're doing and that's why he's considered perfect because 
God and the Bible and Lord Jesus has taught me to forgive anyone. And so the reason that you need to believe in God to go to heaven is because it's like the gift that he gave us. And just imagine giving someone a gift and then saying to them that they don't even exist. So you're not punished by going to hell, but you're just not going to get the gift that you were offered. And so I don't think that, that sounds ruthless. To me, that makes a lot of sense just because of what I've gone through in life. Like when you say something to try to help someone, anything like that, and the people deny you and say, no, you're wrong or or anything like that, like reject your help, then you're just going to let them be how they were before you offered the help. So that's just a little bit on why to believe to go to heaven, you believe in God. You just live an afterlife without him is what happens when you are a believer. And what the actually the end times say is, uh, hell is a lake of fire and then just something interesting is when you're a believer you're like protected completely from what happens in the end times to go to heaven and then there's a thousand years where believers get to live on earth and that's when satan and all of his followers well not really all his followers but satan and the other two evil figures are chained up and locked away and so all sin all emotional pain all war is removed from earth and so for a thousand years believers get to just enjoy the world and reign the way that jesus does so god just wants us to be happy and have the best for us and god even gives a chance in the end times for people who don't believe to convert to christianity and those people don't need to go to hell. So see, he tr keeps giving us more chances. And I've been given a million chances and been forgiven by a million times for people who had the grace to forgive me. People who you could objectively say wasn't even a good person. But you don't need to be a good person to completely change someone's life for the better. I wouldn't be this happy, content person, excited to live life each day if these two, like, fuckboys haven't forgiven me for kind of being an asshole to them, you know? I'll never forget the time that they both forgave me. It's like two separate people on different occasions. Like, they're just the people I react to. That just really taught me what unconditional love is and why people are worth forgiving because they're worth having in your life. Oh, and I just want to highlight that another reason why sinning isn't the major aspect of heaven and hell, anything like that, is because, no, what is it? Oh yeah, because your sins won't affect whether you go to heaven or not. You just have to believe in Jesus and remember, he wipes you clean of them and then you're Gucci. And of course, the way I'm explaining things might have more elaborate complex explanations and all that that a priest will say in a sermon but i just wanted to give you guys the clear-cut understanding so that you know that you are loved 
you get so many chances to mess up or do things that you don't understand why it might hurt you and you still have your free will to act however you want just be episcopalian i'm just kidding but uh let's see yeah i just i love being a catholic i love the concept of people being defined by their creator and not for their mistakes or accidents or who they have sex with it's not even what you're looked at for and not what you should be looking at people for at all and i think that the world would be happier if we did just see each other with love and with perfection and trying to build people up because that is what the church believes in and it will get skewed but if you're listening to this you now know the truth and so i really appreciate you my lovely listener for taking the time out of your life to listen to me pour my heart out and try to cheer somebody up so i'll talk to you soon af i appreciate you and love you from the bottom of my heart